could not be more excited about this series. I've titled it, I Wish I Would've. And today, I just want to talk to you about, I wish I would've known then what I know now. In our, our own way, every single person says these words, I wish I would've. Some would say, I wish I would have made, wish I would have made that decision or I, I wish I would have done that differently or I wish I would have ended that relationship or friendship. I, 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 there's all of us say, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. And I think for me, the, the one that I've said the most is I wish I would have known then what I know now. I, I, I wish I would have known more about dating before I started dating. I wish I'd have known more about marriage before I got married. I, I had one person I highly respected when I was growing up. They gave me some advice about marriage, and they told me, marriage is 90% sex. How I many you know that person's not married today? <laughs> I, I, I wish I would have known more about myself before I got married. I, I wish I would have known more about parenting before I had kids. I, I wish I would have known how much my past pain and trauma was impacting my soul, my life, and my relationships. And because I did not know, I have some regrets. I want to kick off this series by just sharing with you some of my biggest regrets. I, I regret looking at pornography. I, I wish somebody would have told me back in high school the power of pornography. I, I did not know Romans chapter 12 about the renewing of your mind. I did not know that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I did not know garbage in, garbage out. I did not know the power of addiction. I, I regret having sex before marriage. I wish in high school I understood the power of sex. I wish somebody would have told me when I was a lot, lot younger that Herbert, sexual sin is different than any other sin. It's not worse, but it is different. That's how 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18 says it. It says, sexual sin is against your own body. I wish I would understand, I understood the, the pain and the, the impact on my life, on my soul by having sex before marriage. I, I, I regret not discovering how unhealthy I was. I was so used to being unhealthy, I thought I was normal. I thought everything was, was okay. I, I thought since I was doing better than most of my family, I was healthy and good. Anybody else like me? Like, man, most of your family, you're like, man, they crazy. Y'all are crazy. I'm sometimes crazy. Y'all all the time crazy. So, so I must be good. I must be okay because I'm better than my family. I, I regret the people I hurt because of my past pain and trauma. My pain, my trauma impacted the people I love the most. The number one person being my wife. It took me years to recognize my own unhealth. I regret my pride and how I treated people, not listening well, not valuing what others had to say, not being patient. I regret some of the ways I parented. 
I, I regret being too harsh with my kids, getting easily frustrated. I, I regret creating a fear-based environment at times. I did not understand, understand back then how important it was to maintain relationship with my kids. I, I regret having an offended spirit. I mean, two decades ago when we first started People's Church, everything offended me and everybody offended me. I, I wish I understood the power of having an offended spirit I, I regret living on an emotional roller coaster I mean years ago I mean my highs were way too high and my lows were way too low I mean man church attendance was good on a Sunday Woo! I was so happy it was down on a Sunday I was depressed I mean I just let my highs and my lows just be all over the place I have some really big regrets. And in this series, I want to help you live with fewer regrets. And church, I'm going to tell you, you're going to learn some things you may not even know that you need to learn. And I truly, truly believe that this series of messages is going to help you and set up your 2023 to live with fewer regrets. Here's, here's my goal of this series. Let's re less regrets in 2023. Less regrets in 2023. Less regrets in 2023. And here's the promise. If you will make the commitment to be at church every single Sunday, I guarantee you this. This series is going to help you live with less regrets in 2023. Let's kick this off with the key verse. Here's the key verse for today. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. My, my, my children were begging, a couple of them were begging Tiffany and I for a dog. And we had a dog, an outside dog. Don't know what happened to our precious dog. Dog ran away. Something happened. I don't know. I promise it wasn't me. But something happened to that dog. And so the kids wanted another dog. And they begged, and they begged, give us a dog, begged, and they begged, and they begged, and they begged. And I always said, I'm not going to get another dog. If we ever get another dog, it will not be an inside dog. And they begged, and they begged, and they begged. And first Tiffany caved. And then she started working on me. And two years ago, we finally got the kids a dog, an inside house dog. Her name's Bella. Check out Bella here. This is Bella at Christmas time. Oh, stop it, church. There's my, my dog, Bella, at Christmas time after the gifts were open. And, man, I, I, I kind of like that little dog now. You know, we kind of become friends. And, and Bella's a trip, y'all. I've seen Bella go around sniffer, sniffing her own poop. I've saw her eat her own poop. I, I've seen Bella vomit and go lick up her own Vomit. And I know some of you, you're just so dog love. It's like, oh, isn't that cute? This dog, I just, ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> that is nasty. And what's so interesting about dogs is they will vomit and then go right back to the very thing that made their stomach upset and eat it again. They are drawn to their own vomit. They are drawn to the very thing that just moments earlier made them sick to their stomach. And we humans can be a lot like dogs because we have the propensity to return to the very things that made us sick. We, we, we can return to 
unhealthy habits. We, we return to bad behaviors. We return to stinking thinking. We return to our sick sins. We, we return to our vomit over and over again. And come on, if we're honest, we, we, we enjoy it for a moment. We, we enjoy the vomit for a season, but then it just makes us sick. And then we have the propensity to go right back and do it again and again. You ever been like me? Made a New Year's resolution. Oh, this is the year. Oh, this is the year. I'm not doing it again. I'm done. It's over. I'm changing. And by January the 15th, (laughs) you're right back at the same vomit again. We, we, we can all find areas of our lives that we are just repeatedly drawn back to some type of destructive behavior. Maybe you're enticed and drawn back to a, a, a relationship that's destructive, or maybe it's shopping or overspending. Maybe you're drawn to just overeating or overspending with debt and getting yourself just into debt. Maybe it's an addiction like drugs or alcohol abuse or pornography, or maybe for you, you're drawn back to the vomit of outrage and just anger outburst and saying things you just shouldn't say. Maybe it's an addiction to video games and you spend hours and hours and hours and neglect your family, neglect work, neglect school. Maybe it's scrolling social media for hours. You're on your phone for hours. Maybe it's chocolate or food. Maybe for you it's pride. And you're just drawn back to your pride or you're drawn back to gossip or lying. Maybe it's the comparison game and you're always comparing what you have with everybody else. And it's just destructive behavior. Maybe it's compromise or cutting corners. And throughout this series, I want to help you not to go back to the same vomit of 2022 that you wouldn't go back to the same vomit of 2021 or of 2020. Some of you wouldn't go back to the same vomit of the 2000s or or the 1990s or, or the 1980s that this would be the year that you will not go back to your vomit and you will live a life of less regrets. I believe this series is going to set you up to live with less regrets. Here's what I want to accomplish today. Let let me give you three I wish I would have that will keep you from returning to your vomit. Three I wish I would have. And the first is this. I wish someone would have told me. Someone would have told me. You know, from time to time, I have been to a restaurant with some people and we were eating a meal together and they were just mean to the waiter or the waitress. Just mean, just nasty. That's not what I want. No, I wanted more ice. No, take it back again. It's just mean. And I'm trying to compensate for them. Oh, it's okay, we're okay, we, we like you. We, no, you try. You know, I'm trying to be nice. And they're just being mean and impatient. What took you so long? Why are you just mean? Just mean. And I'm thinking, that's not working for you. Why do you think that behavior is working? You're not, that, they, they are mad right now. They are upset. You are not endearing them to you. That is not why. Listen, you don't know what they're going to do to your food now. 
Like that, like, like, like that behavior that you think is working for you, you don't see it. I'm trying to clue you in, but you don't see that that behavior is really not working for you. And there are some things that you're doing that's not working for you. It's destructive to your life. And the thing about destructive behavior is oftentimes you don't even see it. And, and nobody's ever told you that's not working for you. They're trying to, like I'm trying to tell my friend at the restaurant, I'm trying to, but they don't want to hear it. I'm trying to, but they, they don't really want to hear it, but it's not working for you. And so you keep going back to the vomit and damaging your life because you lack knowledge. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 10, verse 21. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for the lack of sense, the lack of knowledge, the lack of wisdom. Isaiah says it like this, Isaiah 5, verse 13. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity. They've gone into bondage because they have no knowledge. Hosea says it like this in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed from lack of of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God. I also will ignore your children. And some of you today are in captivity. Some of you are in bondage. Some of you are being destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. You keep returning to your vomit because you don't know that it's making you sick. It's not working for you. Nobody's ever told you that's not working for you. And today I want to be your friend. I, I want to I wanna be your pastor. I care about your future. And I just want some of you to understand that what you're doing is not working for you. And I just want you to know, you don't have to live undisciplined. Listen, being undisciplined is destroying your life. You can be disciplined. You can go to school on time. You can study for the test. You can get your homework in on time. You can show up at your job on time. You can do your job well. You understand, Pastor? I just, you know, I'm just unorganized. I'm just, you just understand. I'm just, I just, no, 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 no. In Jesus' name, you can be disciplined. The Holy Spirit can help you. It's a part of the fruit of the Spirit. You can be disciplined. You can have self-control. The Holy Spirit can help you listen you don't have to live a life of sin you don't have to you said some of you are just being destroyed by your disobedience to God's word it's destroying your life it's devastating you and you don't even realize you're like but I'm having fun but 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 I'm just sowing my wild oats I'm just young I'm just I'm just doing my own thing I'm not hurting anybody and you don't even realize it's destructive behavior and I just want you to know that you don't have to live in your sin because here's what some of you think no I gotta live in this my mama did my daddy did this is what my family does you know I've been doing this for years. I've been coming to church for years. I, I pray, but I'm still in this habit. I'm still in this sin. And I want you to know you don't have to live in your sin. Jesus Christ came to set you free from your sin, not just to forgive you of your sin, but to give you life and life more abundantly. You don't have to live with that addiction because of Jesus Christ, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. I don't care how long you've been in the addiction. I want to help somebody. Your, your lack of knowledge is destroying you. You don't have 
have to live in that addiction. I don't care how long you've been in the addiction. I don't care how long you've been tangled up in it and tied up in it. I just want you to know by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be set free from that addiction. You don't have to stay broke. You can get out of that credit card debt. Some of you, no, no, that's what my mama did, that's what my daddy did, that's just, that's just who we are, that's just, that's just what our family does. No, no, you can pay your bills on time, you can get on a budget, you can have money in the bank, you can have money in retirement, you can break generational poverty. I just want somebody to know today, you don't have to stay broke, I just want to help you, I just want to help you. You can get free, I want you to know today, you don't have to have toxic, drama-filled relationships. Some of you, that's all you know, all your relationships. You think it's normal. Like you just think it's normal. You can't wait to get home and just do it again. And I just want you to know, no, no. You can have peace in your relationships. You can have relationships that bring you joy. You can have a peaceful marriage and a peaceful home. Some of you can't believe it. You're like, you don't know my home. I'm just telling you in Jesus' name, your thinking, your lack of knowledge is destroying you. You can have God-honoring relationships. Your relationships can be healed. They can be healthy. They can be whole. We're destroyed because of our lack of knowledge. You can. You don't have to live with bitterness and resentment. Today, today, let it go. It's destroying you. Forgive them. Don't hold on to what they did in 2022. Don't hold on to 2021. Don't hold on to what they did in the 2000s or the 1990s. No, let that stuff go. It's hurting you. It's hurting your relationships. Let it go and move forward in Jesus' name. You don't have to live on an emotional roller coaster. Pastor, I'm just emotional. <laughs> just, I just can't even make good decisions. <laughs> I've been there before. And I'm just saying, in Jesus' name, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to keep destroying your life, but with your emotions, you can have a sound mind and sound thinking. You can make sound decisions. Listen to me today. We're all emotional. We all have emotions, but we can be led and driven by the Holy Spirit of God. I just want to speak that over somebody. Your lack of knowledge just saying, oh, I just got to be like this. I got to destroy my life because I'm just emotional. No. In Jesus' name, you can make sound decisions. Oh, let's look at your neighbor right now and say, he's not preaching to me yet, but I know that was for you. Go ahead. I know. I know that first. Woo-wee. That first point was for you today. Point number two. Point number two. Point number two. I wish I would have pursued knowledge. I wish I would have pursued knowledge. There's, there's another group of people who keep going back to your vomit because you don't have an appetite for knowledge and wisdom. You don't pursue knowledge and wisdom. You, you don't have a desire to know better so you can do better. I had a family member one time say to me, I'm doing the best I know how. Matter of fact, I heard him say it several times, I'm doing the best I know how. And I thought, I was young, but I was like, huh? Like, you're cheating on your wife. Like, as a kid, but I'm, I'm doing the best I know how. That mentality is saying I'm limited by what I know and what I've experienced. And I just want to say, no, you can gain knowledge. You can grow in your wisdom. You're not limited by what you just currently know and just by your past experiences. Listen, there are three things I wish I would have known earlier in life. Here's what I wish I would have known earlier in life about knowledge. If I would have known this, it would have kept me from so many regrets. The first is this, 2A. 
I wish I would have desired wisdom. I wish I'd have desired it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. Actually, this is one of my, my, my favorite Proverbs. It says, get wisdom. If you have a paper Bible, circle the word get. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words and turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her. You got to love her. You got to pursue it. You got to desire wisdom. Love her and she will protect. She will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Or, or the King James Version says the principal thing is to get wisdom. Though it cost you all you have, you got to get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you, embrace you, and she will honor you. I wish I would have understood. I wish somebody would have told me, Herbert, get wisdom. You get wisdom, get wisdom. I don't care about your family background. I don't care what they did to you. You get wisdom, you get wisdom, you get wisdom. Go read some books. Go listen to some podcasts. Go get you a mentor. Get in a small group when they launch February the 5th. Quit trying to, I, I got this all by myself. No, you don't. Get some wisdom. Get in a small group. Go lead a small group. Matter of fact, in the lobby today, there you can go sign up for the small group training or text PC groups to 94000 and let's create some environments for people to get wisdom. Some of you saw the marriage conference advertised like, well, I'm not going to that. That's your problem. Right? Like, go get wisdom. Here, here's the second, 2B. I wish I wasn't a know-it-all. Anybody else ever struggle with that? Come on, lift them hands if you still struggle with it, huh? And instead of getting wisdom and understanding, most people are more focused on giving their own wisdom and their own understanding. They're, they're, they're more focused on speaking their wisdom than they are with gaining wisdom. They're just always talking, always talking, always talking. And how many of you know you can't talk and listen at the same time? Now, that's why James chapter 1 and verse 19 tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Listen, listen, listen. Lean in and listen. Lean in and listen. And don't just listen to respond. Listen to learn. Listen to grow. Listen for wisdom. Listen to change. I wish I wasn't a know-it-all. Here's, here's the third one. I wish I would have pursued getting feedback on my, on my blind spots. First of all, let me say it like this. I wish I knew I had blind spots. I did. I wish I would have known. For years, I did not understand that we see things as we are, not as they are. I don't see everything. Herbert Cooper does not see everything about myself, about others, or about the world as clearly as I think I do. And neither do you. I have a lot of perspectives. I got a lot of opinions. I, I've got a lot of thoughts about different things in life. But all of my thoughts and perspectives are not accurate. My perspective, my viewpoints on a lot of things. Listen, it's, it's, it's not all accurate. And same for you. Not everything that you see is an accurate perspective. Not all of your viewpoints are accurate, not even about yourself. And church, this changed my life. It changed my life when I allowed other people to begin to speak into my perspective and my viewpoint. At first, I was kind of like, oh, no, I don't see it like that. And I began to realize, oh, maybe there's some, something to that. 
And I continue to lean in and I realize I have blind spots. And the thing about blind spots is when somebody speaks into it, you don't see it. So you want to disagree with it. That's why it's a blind spot. Because you don't see it. You don't see it all clearly. And, and so you keep returning to your vomit. And people are trying to speak. They're trying to say. And they're even scared to say something because you get so defensive. But you keep returning to your vomit because you think your thoughts and your viewpoints and your perspective are all right. And so you got to say, please tell me. Please tell me the me I don't see. You, please tell me the me I don't see. Please tell me the me I don't see. Proverbs says it like this, chapter 15, verse 14. A wise person is hungry. For knowledge, they're hungry. While the fool feeds on trash. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise. Don't tell me anything. I know it all. They despise wisdom and instruction. They despise it. They don't invite it. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 says this, Blessed are those who find wisdom. You got to find wisdom. Find wisdom. Those who get you got to gain understanding. You have to find wisdom. You have to ask for it. You have to pursue it from others. You have to gain wisdom. Why, church? Why is this so important? Because wisdom, she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor her ways wisdom's ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her those who hold her fast will be blessed oh man i wish i had pursued it pursue it pursue wisdom here's here's a third here's a third here's a third i wish i would have applied what i heard a lot of people have a whole lot of knowledge, but they don't have a whole lot of wisdom. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is application. And you can know something, but that doesn't mean you're applying it. And some of you keep returning to your vomit because you don't apply what you're learning. And boy, you like gaining knowledge. You the Google king. You the Google queen. You Google everything. You just give me some now. You like people giving you advice. You love learning, but you can love learning and not love applying. There are some people whose desire to learn is a 10, but their desire to apply is a negative two. I mean, I was like, tell me, yeah, tell me. I love, I love to know. I love to know. And there's a high desire to listen, but a low desire to apply. They don't do anything with what they hear. They know a lot, but they don't do a lot. And church, you can know a whole lot about love. You can know a whole lot about the love of God and be a jerk. You can know a whole lot about having a servant's heart and quote scriptures about being a servant but be consumed with selfishness and not serve others. You can know a lot about being a great friend and live an isolated life. You can know a lot about living holy and living a righteous life and yet your lifestyle is wild or ratchet and nasty. You can know a whole lot about marriage and marriage books and the five love languages and your marriage be a hot mess don't confuse knowledge and wisdom information versus 
application or you'll keep returning to your vomit. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. I wish I spent more time, me personally, changing instead of blaming and justifying. I wish I'd have spent more time changing instead of blaming and justifying. I used to blame everybody else for my behavior. I used to justify my, I'm the king of justifying. You just don't understand. (laughs) Let me explain. I blame Tiffany, blame the kids, blame you. Blame the dog that ran away. You know, it's like, just, I just, the king of a blaming. And church, church, here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. You can, you, you, you can make excuses or you can make changes, but you can't make both. You can make excuses or you can make changes, but you can't make both. And if you keep making excuses, no matter how good, I mean, we can have great excuses you will keep returning to your vomit. Church, this year, this year, this year, you're going to stop returning to your vomit. I, I wish someone would have told me, Herbert, 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 pay the price to change versus the price of staying the same. Herbert, Herbert, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. You're going to pay the price. You're going to pay the price. You will either pay the price of changing or the price of staying the same. And the price of staying the same is always way greater than the price of changing. I close with this last scripture. Proverbs 1 verse 28. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. Why? Hear this church. For they hated knowledge. They hated learning and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice. They rejected my wisdom. I mean, that's good preaching, Pastor, but nah, that's not for me. Nothing's going to change. Nah, that's good now. They, they just reject wisdom advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. I was trying to correct them. I was trying to show them the right way to go. I was trying to show them how to live but they just, they they paid no attention. Therefore they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way. Church that's painful. Choking on their own schemes. That's painful. For simpletons turn away from me to death. They keep turning to death. They keep turning to their own vomit. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. They're complacent. Oh, that's good preaching. But one day, someday, not today, not 2020, not January. I'll get to church later. Not, not, not now. I'll check later. And they're destroyed by their own complacency. And people's church, this is your year to change. No more blaming others. No more blaming your situation. No more blaming your family. Listen, life's not fair. I understand that we don't all have fair situations, but I'm here to help somebody to quit returning to your vomit. No more excuses. You're not going back to your vomit in 2023. You're not going back to your vomit in 2023. No more vomit. No more vomit. No more vomit. You're changing. You're going to be different. You're going to be growing. You're not going to be addicted. You're going to be free. Your finances are going to be better. You're going to serve the Lord. You're 
to get out of that sin. You're going to treat people better. Your marriage is going to be better. Your dating's going to honor God. This year's going to be different. I'm not returning to my vomit in 2023. Here's my guarantee. Here's my guarantee. You keep coming every week and you're going to live a life of less regrets. Father, thanks for your word today. Thanks for speaking to us. God, there's change and transformation happening at every campus, at every location. I thank you for working by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. As the Holy Spirit's working, you just no moving around. God's speaking. If you're here today and you're far away from God, you're not living for God, you just find yourself in your vomit, you find yourself in sin, you just find yourself trapped, you find yourself addicted, you find yourself with the wrong friends, you just find yourself in your vomit. Or maybe today you're that prodigal son or prodigal daughter. You know what's right, but for some reason you've drifted away from the father and you find yourself returning to your vomit, returning to your old lifestyle, returning to your own ways. Today is your day to rededicate your life to Jesus. No more vomit. No more vomit. Today is your day. As I count to three, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to say yes to him. You want your sins forgiven. You're saying no more vomit, pastor. No more vomit, pastor. I'm rededicating my life. No more. I know what I'm doing is not right. No more vomit. No more. No more for me. I'm turning to God. As I count to three, raise your hand high and God's going to wash away your sins as we pray. One, two, three. Just lift your hand high. Thank you so much. All around this building. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, Midwest City. Just lift it high. Come on, Northwest. That's it. That's it. No more vomit. Come on online. Just write in the chat line. Just write, that's me. That's me. Or click that raise your hand button. That's it. Mabel Bassett, just lift your hand high. That's it. Come on, Indianapolis. Just lift it high. Come on. Are there others today? Come on. This is your year. This is your year. No more vomit. No more. That's it. No more vomit. No more. No more. I'm going to ask every hand that's raised to pray this prayer with me. Pray it with me just right now. And God's going to wash away your sins. Just pray with me. Heavenly Father, I turn away from my sin, from my behavior, from my vomit. And I turn my life over to Jesus. And I confess Jesus today as my Lord and as my Savior. And I will live for Jesus the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I turn the service over to the campuses. And church, can we thank God for grace right now? Can we thank God for forgiveness? Can we thank God for mercy? We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord.